Radio 4. In half an hour, we take our daily trip to Ambridge for the archers. Before that, well, your guess is as good as mine. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littlecourt. Hello and welcome to a special edition of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. Everybody loves the turkey at Christmas lunchtime and so we're here to provide one. <laughs> Complete with vegetables, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton on my right. <laughs> Graham Garden and Barry Cryer on my left. And sitting next to me, of course, bursting with goodwill and silicone, our scorer, Samantha. Funny you may to wear your mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> and Ladies and gentlemen, you may just have heard the Queen's Christmas broadcast. Well, Her Majesty has now vacated her seat and takes her place in the audience. <laughs> so if you're ready, ma'am, we'll begin. And the, f the first uh, game we're going to play is called Season's Greetings. The first sign that Christmas is coming is when Christmas cards start appearing in the shops sometime in March. But what sort of Christmas cards have the famous been sending this year? I'd like the teams to come up with their suggestions. We're going to start with you, Graham. Yes, the message. Your Majesty, Your Majesty. <laughs> this year from the Reverend Ian Paisley is... Peace on Earth! Goodwill to all men! A hospital spokesman described Dr. Paisley's condition as stable. <laughs> Tim. I've got a... <laughs> A little Christmas rhyme in this, uh, this one is, Christ is born on Christmas Day, in a stable he is hid. Spread the news without delay, but don't tell bloody Sid. <laughs> Barry. Well, uh, Your Majesty, my lords, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I found um, a Do historic... for an OBE. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found so a historic is. Christmas card, actually. It was from Gauguin to Van Gogh. Uh, which said, uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you got the new pair of spectacles. <laughs> Willie, Your Willie Majesty. Rushton. He was noted for a sense of humour, <laughs> wasn't he, Gauguin? Oh, yes, Gauguin. He was a lad. I, I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> Go ahead, I've stopped you before. Thank you very much. Uh, this comes from Sir Robert Armstrong in Australia, where he's probably going to spend the rest of his days. Um... <laughs> It's addressed to Mrs. Thatcher, and he says, I wish you every happiness for the festive season. Please note I'm being economical with the truth. <laughs> I've got a message here from Mrs. Thatcher to the rest of us. It says, I hope you all enjoy these public holidays, because next year I'm going to privatise them. <laughs> Another historic one. It was from Nelson to Lady Hamilton, which said, Weather lovely here. See you in the new year. Thanks for the half bottle of Optrex. <laughs> well, at least it's harmless. <laughs> I, I receive a sampler. You know, one of those other tasteful things with words knitted on them from Princess Michael of Kent. 
It said, um, God bless you, Tiny Tim, copyright PMK 1986. <laughs> I've got one from an air hostess that just says, ding dong merrily on high. I don't understand it. <laughs> Any more? Good. Right, we'll go on now. <laughs> we'll go on now to the point where I introduce the... I give the teams advance warning of the late arrivals that they'll be introducing at the end of the programme. We've had a very novel suggestion for this week's ball from a doctor, Dr Chris Barraclough. He suggested the late arrivals at the Christmas ball. Good Lord. I want a second opinion. <laughs> so, teams, uh, you've got to start thinking now. Christmas, make a change. Course. We're going to play the game called Just a Mimic... We can play no, that later. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play the game called Just a Minute, which is a musical round in which the team members attempt to sing a song for a minute without hesitation, repetition or deviation. Our special festive song is On the First Day of Christmas. And we'll start on my right here with uh, Tim Brooke Taylor. On the first day of Christmas my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. That was a second twenty-four hours about December the twenty-fifth. Your false flame dispatched in my direction. Um. I haven't said two turtles done previously. Two turtles. Yes. Dubs. Hesitation. Gross uh, hesitation. I, I call it no, timing. No, not gross, but it Musical was hesitation. Timing. You may two call it Two turtle doves. It was to be quiet. <laughs> oh, you're so masterful. Barry, you can take up the song. In, oh, I wish I'd said that now. Are we on two? Hesitation. Two. Yes, two. quite right. <laughs> Carry on, Tim. Ch challenge. Uh, repetition of hesitation. <laughs> okay, carry on, Greg. Uh, no, I withdraw. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Turtle doves and what? challenge from Tim. Deviation. What's he doing with these two turtle doves? Quite. <laughs> I, th I think he's about to tell us. Oh right. Ding dong merrily on high. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Graham. What? Nothing to do with swan upping. Carry on. Carry yeah. on, Graham. And a game bird in a <laughs> fruit bush. <laughs> Graham Garden wins. Upon the. Oh wait a minute. He's got another verse. Will it ever end? Diurnal periods of Yuletide, my missus dispatched in my direction. Three French hens, a pair of tortoise-like pigeons, and a bit of a ridge in a... Challenge from Willie Rusty. Thank you, Willie. Before. Yes. End of the part. <laughs> as tasteless as a part in a pear tree as it is to say a ridge. Yes, I think you can take it up from there, Willie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Several days prior to January the 17th, my paramour put on a train for calling birds. Challenge from Pool Francaise. Repetition. It's a it fresh was... tarts, as far as I know. <laughs> Too foul, that I didn't is... recognise. And... A pheasant in a conifer. <laughs> Yet again, five days after she started, my beloved got hold of those people you always hear advertising. Higher than the highest mountain, how many? Anyway, it arrived. 
Uh, what day was I doing? I can't read this. <laughs> I've got reels. A quartet of telephonists. <laughs> We resign. Oh. <laughs> I think you're very wise. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Now, I'm sorry I haven't a clue wouldn't be complete without a round of everyone's favourite game, Mornington Crescent. So this edition of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue won't be complete. Mornington Crescent Station is closed at Christmas, so it's impossible to play the game. We'll go on. We'll go on to the round called Good News, Bad News. The jeweled lady in the front row complaining bitterly. Right, don't nod off, Mum. Might need you later. <laughs> this is a seasonal version of Good News, Bad News. Someone I'm about to nominate will start with some good news, and the next person will give us the corresponding bad news, and the next person gives us the good news, and so on, until I press the buzzer, which goes like that. And we'll start with you, Tim Brooke-Taylor. Oh, Brooke-Taylor. Uh, Mom, uh, good news, it's nearly 1987. Bad news, it's still 1986. <laughs> good news. What a year it's been. <laughs> For example, London rubber has shot through the roof. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, bad news. Princess Michael of Kent. That's it. <laughs> uh, good news. Uh, Andy and Fergie tied the knot. <laughs> They'd have been better off with shares in the London Rubber Company. <laughs> <laughs> Good news. Japanese business is moving into Britain. Bad news. It's now going to be called the Rundon Lubber Company. <laughs> <laughs> We've got time for another round of that, so we'll start with you, Graham. Give us some good news. Yeah, good news. I've just finished stuffing the turkey. Bad news, it didn't respect me afterwards. <laughs> Good news, I've just pulled a cracker. Bad news, she didn't respect me afterwards either. <laughs> Good news, Scylla Black is doing Puss in Boots this year. Bad news, it was Timothy White's and Taylor's last year. <laughs> Good news, I'm looking forward to seeing Bonnie Langford in Cinders. <laughs> Bad news, I've run out of matches. <laughs> Good news, I'm looking forward to seeing Tommy Steele's buttons opening next week. <laughs> Bad news, you're on your own. 
Okay, right. Let's go on to the next game. Called What I've Always Wanted. I want our teams to tell us what they got for Christmas, what they said to the giver, and what they meant. And we'll start with you, Willie Rushton. <laughs> this is the letter. Dear wise men, <laughs> deeply flattered by your gift of gold and frankincense, but why the polyfiller? That's good, yes. <laughs> Graham. A pair of socks. <laughs> to which the response is, they'll go very nicely with the tie you gave me last year. Straight into the dustbin. Dear Hot. Auntie, thank you for the electric razor and aftershave. I think your need is greater than mine. <laughs> <laughs> what a very ingenious present. You actually did make it out of bottle tops, you mean swine. <laughs> Basically, the one is, use the one is, you shouldn't have, which means, you shouldn't have. Dear Uncle Bob. <laughs> Hello, young Willie. Thank you for the year's subscription to the Daily Mirror. It could save a fortune in cat litter. <laughs> I tell you what. Oh, tell us what, Uncle Hump. <laughs> we'll go on to the next game, which is called Christmas Paranoia. Now, listen carefully. Team A decides that there's something wrong with Team B, and Team B have to guess what is wrong with themselves by asking questions. Team A reply in a manner appropriate to Team B's affliction, and the aim is to make Team B paranoid. It's, uh, it'll all be quite simple as it unfolds. And uh, Graham and Barry's seasonal affliction is now going up on our audience computer. <laughs> Here's your mystery voice to tell you at home. They think they are turkeys. Turkeys. Barry and Graham, will you start your questioning, please? So we're paranoid in this round, are we? Has this got any. You're making a bid for chairmanship. <laughs> <laughs> the job's wide open. <laughs> so is the scorer. Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> Club rules. Club rules. <laughs> Dear me. Crumbs. No offence, ma'am. Right. She's a sport, she won't mind. I carry on. Has this anything to do with Christmas? Don't think about Christmas at all. No. No, it'll only make you uneasy. Is it to do... Do we find Christmas a less than festive prospect? It's a, it's a question of the way you look at it. We think we're Scrooge. We know. By whom? <laughs> no, no. What did you say? <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever sunk that low. <laughs> You're... So we're up. not looking forward to Christmas. Uh, no. We think we're turkeys. Yeah. Well done, Barry. Got it in one. Right. <laughs> well, Tim one. and Willie's seasonal affliction is now going up on the computer, and here once again is the mystery voice. They think they are Jewish. Jewish. Tim and Willie, will you start the questioning now? Are we both afflicted this way? I don't like the word afflicted. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is this some ism type thing we have? Not to me, it isn't. No, no. <laughs> is it festive? You're trying to be very nice to us because we think that we're a minority of some sort. Well... No, we're not trying to be nice. No, no. <laughs> oh. 
So what are you being very nice about? Uh, we think we're um, talented. <coughs> no. <laughs> well, we, this is uh, often the case. Ah. Well, this is fun. <laughs> we're festive balls. <laughs> dangle from the ceiling, twinkling in the lights. No. Well, thanks for the help. It's really good, isn't it? <laughs> the way they're bringing us along, I swear. We're the three Maggie, as if one wasn't enough. <laughs> You've got about ten seconds to overtake Barry and Graham and win this round from behind. I'm past ten. <laughs> I've lost the will to live. To you, uh, nine. They're not going to get it out. We're they? Jewish, obviously. <laughs> ah! Brilliant. We normally, uh, in other times in the year, have a round which is called Mad Riggle, which involves blues and calypso. <coughs> and although it involves our pianist Colin Sell, this is another musical round. Each team will give us a... <laughs> Each team will give us a folk song, a blues, or a carol, or a calypso on a sp specified festive subject. Tim and Willie, would you like to give Graham and Barry their subject? Yes, I think a, a Christmas blues, something snappy like uh, a little boy... The night before Christmas, just want to set the picture. Uh, wandering around the home, and he sees, sounds like a Spielberg film, this, and sees something that surprises him. Could you be more specific? Blues. <laughs> Blues. I woke up a Christmas morning. I was quite disturbed because... Last night I went a wandering And I looked in all the doors I could have been mistaken <laughs> But I swear I saw Daddy kissing Santa Claus Right. Graham and Barry, you'd like to give Willie and Tim their subject, I'm sure. We'd like them to sing an Australian carol to the tune of Holly and the Ivy. Holly and the Ivy go. The Santa in a grotto is Australian and gay. His beard is all blue rinsed. How chintzy is his sleigh? His robes are all gold lame. His lips are serries. Butch bit, huh? And if he comes down our chimney, I'm calling the police. <laughs> and uh, during that time, Samantha's been very busy keeping the score. Ah, this looks fun. Here's a game called Pudding on the Lips. So I want our team members to eat an individual Christmas pudding. I want them to do it without using their hands. 
First one to finish his pudding wins a year's supply of Bernard Matthews <laughs> turkey roast. <laughs> the losers get two years' supply of Bernard Matthews <laughs> turkey roast. And uh, start eating now. Oh! Larry Cry's pudding is getting dangerously near the edge of the desk. Meanwhile, Tim Brooke Taylor is. This one's got a sprig of holly lead. on the top. You didn't tell me it was a sixpence inside. I've swallowed a sixpence. Willie Rushton's making no headway whatsoever. I hope this pudding's had a blood test. <laughs> Barry Cry's quietly making headway. one of the worst sights of 1986. So, sit down, Graham Gunn. My, that was good. Unfortunately, your partner hasn't begun yet, so... He ate it. Mine's attacked the audience. He's got a corgi by the leg. <laughs> Actually, Mine was Barry very Cryer chewy. And, Barry Cryer and uh, Graham Garden win that one on Quite the Quite right. Mm. And we rush on now to the round that's called Crackers. We've finished our puddings, and it's time for the teams now to pull their crackers and to tell us what's inside them. So, teams, would oh. you pull your crackers, please? All right. Oh, oh. Ah. Okay, oh. Barry, what's inside yours? It's a Derek Jameson hat. <laughs> that should fit all of us. <laughs> And, and who... Mine's... Uh, um, Willie... Oh, no, Tim, sorry. You mine's go. unfortunately a British cracker. It doesn't work over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, what have you got in yours? A nice motto. Unfortunately, it's printed in Taiwanese. Uh, <laughs> Tim, you pulled your cracker before roll. the others, so what have you got in yours? I've got a Westland helicopter in mine. <laughs> oh, and a bicycle for Norman Tebbit speed things up, we take the saddle off it. <laughs> I thought he said get on your bisexual. <laughs> I was very confused for about six months. Here's one, here's one. Here's a motto, here's a motto. What do you get if you fasten your fly up too fast? A zippity doodah. I've got to show you this. It says, date this antique. <laughs> Underneath it says, Derby Japan dish, 1811. <laughs> That's the price. It's or Edwina Curry's, she sometimes thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, because I've got this inflatable woman. And you, you blow it up and release it, and it goes... <laughs> all around the room, doing a very reasonable impression of Edwina Curry. <laughs> <laughs> got a motto here. I'm not going to believe this one. I got this out of a cracker just now, and it says, Un raseur est celui qui se met à vous parler au moment où vous voulez. <laughs> you think that's funny, won't you hear this bit? <laughs> Qu'il vous écoute. 
to eat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is an interesting one. I think it must be in a Harrods cracker because this is a motto aimed, I think, for our friends from the Gulf. It says, May your camels prosper and increase, mate in profusion, and bear fruit prolifically, but not in your living room. <laughs> okay, teams, I think we've uh, got all we can out of that round. Here's a round where I sit back and do nothing. Oh. While the teams give us their late arrivals at the Christmas ball. Shall we get the people called Chris out of the way <laughs> early on? <laughs> <laughs> Will you welcome, please? Mr. and Mrs. must comes but once a year. And their son, Chris. Mr. and Mrs. Gulbells. And their daughter, Jean Gulbells. <laughs> who goes all the way, I believe. <laughs> Her Majesty. Uh, somebody is <laughs> taking a cushion across to her with a peach on it. Oh, it's the traditional Queen's speech. <laughs> Will you be upstanding for Parson Snows? <laughs> He's going to do Grace. <laughs> She's amazing. Right. And there's Mr. and Mrs. Amanger and their son Wayne. Another Arab. Abu Yusuf. Abu Yusuf, a merry little Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Once a Year, and their son, who specializes in hair accessories, known to us all as Christmas Comes Bert, once a year. Combs Bert. <laughs> Combs. I've written this very closely to the paper. Will you welcome, please? Now, Concentrate, please. Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Ings with their midget son who plays football for Leighton and is expecting some sympathy from you? Ah. Oh. Uh, so, will you welcome, please, Wee Freak Ings from Orient? Ah. Oh. Closely followed by an obscene drunken chap from Copenhagen. Yes, it's rude Olaf, the red-nosed Daindeer. Welcome return, please, for um, Christmas. <laughs> Arthur White and Emma Dreaming. Emma Dreaming, Arthur White, Christmas. Don't forget Mayor Daisby, Mary Ann Bright. Oh, Anime Hall York Reese, <laughs> Mrs. B. White. <laughs> There's Harry Opping Days to Christmas. He's just down on the invitation list as H. Shopping Days to Christmas. Her Majesty be pleased to see the Earl Spencer. Probably not so pleased to see his second wife, who he refers to happily as Reindeer. <laughs> oh, there's Father Christmas. Don't go too near. He suffers from uh, halitoho-ho-ho-hosis. <laughs> All good things come to an end. But not yet. Because there <laughs> are Mr. and Mrs. City and their son, the Prince, David, who only did one wicked thing in the whole of his life, and he's known as One Sin Royal David yeah. City. Yeah. Usually from Spain. Juan. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm... I'm sure that all the teams... Don't tell El Cid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell. 
I'm sure the teams will join with me in hoping that you're having a happy and festive Christmas, and I'm sure you are, especially if you're listening to the repeat. <laughs> That's all for now, and join us again sometime next year for another series of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. Goodbye. Taylor, Barry Cryer, Graham Garden and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Mayhew Archer. (laughs) 